been. I got home from L.A. real late last night. What time? Like midnight, but that was after driving for eight hours. Yeah, that's gross. Because it took a little while for us to start recording. I dragged a little sofa over to my desk. I'm laying <laughs> down right now. <laughs> oh, man. The struggle is real. If I don't respond to any sweet, sweet links, it's because I'm napping. It's all good. It's all good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like a sleepy edition of Bro, Did You See This? It's a sleepy time, BDYST. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I know you saw this, bro. WTF is Outback Steakhouse planning. Five Outback Steakhouse locations perfectly aligned to create a pentagram. <laughs> mm, pentagram of evil. But what I love is that after this initial post, uh -huh. a million people looked at looked this up in their city. And they all had pentagrams. Like I literally scrolled for a good 10, 20 minutes just sitting on my couch and just like pentagram, 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 pentagram. Miami, Florida. Yeah. Sacramento. Oh no. Don't go to an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> and I think my favorite meme that was used was a clip of uh, Chris Kardashian mm -hmm. saying, this is a case for the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> Have we ever talked about the Denver airport? No. The Denver airport is nuts. I'm going to show it to you real quick. Hey, conspiracy theories about the Denver airport. That'll freak you out. Oh, it looks weird. First of all, here's an overhead map of the airport. Okay. Pull this up. What? You're lying. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> Wait, what? It is essentially. It is a swastika. <laughs> oh, gosh. Who built this? Who's behind this? That's a problem. Let's just say that loud and proud. Oh my gosh. Second, there's a time capsule that isn't meant to be opened until I think 2094. So we're getting there, but we still got we still got a ways to go. And it has a pretty sick inscription. The the dedication? Yeah, the big stone that says March 19th, 1994. Do you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New World Airport Commission. Yeah, why'd they call it that? The most worshipful Grand Lodge. Oh, this is yeah. creepy. Yeah, so it's like this Masons, two Mason organizations that created this time capsule that has gone underneath the earth, underneath the Denver International Airport to not be opened for 100 years, which is amazing. And then there are some cr super creepy murals. Yeah, the murals, dude. Oh, these look creepy. Uh, what? There's no way to describe just how strange the murals are. They don't make any sense. You're just walking in, like, baggage claim. In front of you is the terminal, and to the right of you is this weird, weird mural of, like, every animal dead in front of a squad of gas-masked soldiers. Doesn't really fit the aesthetic of an airport that you would typically imagine. The the greatest, not the greatest, but one of the weirdest uh, panels of this mural is there's like a forest and it's on fire. And then there's these children's like holding a funeral for some animals. Yep. And then this other lady is like putting a penguin in a prism like telekinetic box. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a, a buffalo head severed. And then there's like a, a Native American like in a grave. Yep. Oh, actually, no, there's dead children too. Wait, what the heck? Oh, yeah. You know how it is. That's just typical airport stuff. Murals of dead children in coffins. 
like the fr- the more you look at it, the darker it gets. Yeah, because it, it's it's really brightly colored and kind of beautiful. So if you just pass it by, you're like, that's kind of cool, traditional art. And then if you really take a second to to consider what you're looking at, it gets a bit nutty. Yeah, there's like Nazi soldiers. I don't know. It's crazy. With like AKs, man. Oh, and then there's a quote. Ugh, there's a quote from a child who died at Auschwitz. They're not messing around. And the piece de resistance is the horse. Have you seen the horse? Ew. <laughs> yeah. What the? The devilish Mustang statue outside the airport killed its sculptor while he was working on it. Oh my gosh. It's this bright blue massive Mustang with seriously evil demon eyes. This blood red eyes. It's like weirdly skinny. Like you can see its ribs and like veins sticking out of it. It is not a thing of beauty. Well, it, it says, I'm reading on this article, it's the, causing some to speculate that the statue is meant to represent the fourth horseman of the apocalypse from the biblical book of Revelations. The fourth horseman specifically represents death. Yep. Oh my gosh. There it is. Welcome to Denver. Is this the only airport in Denver? Yeah, DIA. I feel like I've flown into this airport, though. <laughs> I haven't noticed these things. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, yeah, if you're just going through it, you would never know. But now you know. Now you are That's creepy. in the loop of the conspiratorial DIA New World Order. Ugh. Uh, okay. What else? What else we got? <laughs> what you got for me? What else we got? Okay. Send me that link. Bro, did you see this? People are having fun captioning these politicians' new photos have not seen this what is this oh <laughs> so, so these are like official photos huh yeah these are like i guess up uh i guess up i guess uh uk parliament and uh-huh. uh so yeah they're just photos of these guys they're they're like very professional photos but mm-hmm. you know people are different and they come in all different shapes and sizes and so of mm-hmm. course twitter being the soulless creature that it is <laughs> yeah, decided to like captions caption yeah I'm looking so, yeah, through them. This first guy, yeah. Uh, David Davis, new portrait, makes him look like a friendly cartoon detective who fights crime with the help of a fluffy yet cunning dog. Yeah. Uh, James Drudridge is a scientist who spotted the rounding air, which means the asteroid will hit Earth after all. He's uh, looking kind of stunned in his photo. Yeah, he is. He has a definitely a blank like, oh dear God. My God. Ben Wallace, MP, as a Parisian restaurateur, after being asked by a British couple for a bottle of the second cheapest white, second cheapest white wine, looking a bit miffed. <laughs> Barry Gardiner knows deep down he'll never be the ringmaster again after the circus closes. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this person's name. Thangum, 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 Debonair, Thangum Debonair, MP. <laughs> Is your mate's mom after you tell her that her roast dinners are the best you've ever had? And your mate rolls his eyes. (laughs) She looks like a classic mom. Mm -hmm. Classic mom. Classic mom. I like this one. Corbin looks like he moonlights in December as Santa, those rosy cheeks, but remains a cheerful prime minister in waiting January to November. (laughs) So true. (laughs) (laughs) And then this next one is great. The guy she told me not to worry about versus me. And it's like, you know, you got a young oh, yeah. politician, got like an old, you know, silver fox. 
got another grizzled, you know, strong-jawed guy, <laughs> and then they have this goofy-looking, <laughs> he's like Mr. Magoo, like, hey, he, I'm a prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like it was one of those things where he got distracted by something, and they said, smile, and, like, he turned back to the camera, and they yeah. caught him kind of mid, yeah. mid-head mid whip. He's not quite <laughs> prepared there or like, for this who ate uh, the, official portrait. Who ate the last thing out of the fridge? And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I like that. I have something I wanted to show you, okay. if I may. Do it. This is a bit of follow-up for us. I love follow-up. You know how we uh, we established the, the perfect screenplay for Millennials, the movie? <laughs> yeah. The horror movie that'll inevitably come out in 2019. This person on Twitter wrote in July, I think I'm going to make a collage of headlines about Millennials killing things and hang it on my wall. And then she posted this. Oh my gosh. So yeah, she, <laughs> and she tweeted, okay, so I'm actually working on this now. And here's my favorite headline I found so far. Now millennials are killing marmalade. We are the worst. Yeah. Oh man. And then did you think I was kidding? Oh my gosh. And she has this collage <laughs> and it's a thing of beauty. How millennials ended the running boom. How hipster millennials are killing the Big Mac. Millennials are killing gyms. <laughs> How millennials killed the focus group. Millennials are killing the golf industry. Have millennials killed serendipity? <laughs> Did millennials kill fashion? That one's pretty. I mean, no. Millennials are killing the dinner date. How millennials' lack of manners is killing class. Millennials are killing lunch. Millennials are allegedly ruining hotels for every other generation. God. This one's a little, like, extra salty, promiscuous. Millennials are killing McDonald's. Not just regular millennials. Not just talking about a single, a single group there. They're, they're, getting, they're getting granular. How millennials almost killed the wine cork. They couldn't get it, though. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it escaped. It popped out. <laughs> yeah. Why are millennials killing their bosses? Oh, really? Yeah, that's what it said. God. <laughs> what? Okay. That's a bit a bit deep. We got we got the original, the OG one right there. Millennials are killing chains like Buffalo Wild Wings and Applebee's. I appreciate that. We reported on that one. We reported on that one, and by God, it made it onto the collage. <laughs> uh I mean, that's a lot of stuff right there. Did millennials kill the nine to five workday or just point out that it's dead? What do you think about this? I feel like it just shows how lazy publications are getting <laughs> <laughs> because I hate millennials just as much. Okay. They're, they're this, this omnipresent force that, yeah, millennials, but they're not taking care of all these things. They're not responsible for killing marmalade <laughs> or it's it, it is millennials and this is just a generation of older uh, people that are like wait you, you don't like the things we like no way uh. yeah i kind of dig ones like millennials are killing the oil industry because that's a pretty big claim man that's like a big industry and millennials are just like a single generation of people yeah i'm not sure if you can peg that on a generation or if you can just peg that on you know the world changing. I also would like to know the facts that they're basing a lot of these articles on. Are they like they they trends and like dips in like stocks and certain, you know, industries like that where it's like if you zoom out far enough, you see that it's cyclical and it'll rebound. And it's just people are looking at it at this one specific place and like, oh, no, it's declining. Or, you know, how many of these are like, oh, no, it's proven. Marmalade is done. <laughs> Marmalade is over. No one makes it anymore. 
I tried to find it, gone. I tried to make it at home, disappeared. The oil industry, that one, I can see more like, um, you know, weight. Whereas the marmalade one, I don't know why I'm uh, really hanging on this marmalade train. Marmalade. Because my dad loves marmalade. Okay, there you go. That's not going out of business. Oh, well, do you? No, I don't care about it. My God, they are correct. Maybe it's a good thing. Just simplify it. Just give me like jelly. I don't need jam. I don't need marmalade. I don't need all these things. I just need one. Here's what I think is crazy though. Here's how millennials have killed crowdfunding. I feel like millennials made crowdfunding. No, they didn't. How can they kill it? But they made it. What? You can't blame millennials for killing the thing that they made like five years ago. Like that's not a thing without, you know, young people today. My parents would not buy into that. I know. Where's the How Millennials Created Crowdfunding article, huh? If you're going to only talk about death, that's rude. Yeah, also, here's another fake one. Millennials aren't hypocrites. They just prefer to kill trees. What? Uh, I feel like more and more (laughs) millennials are, like, all about saving the environment and, like, not that. Yeah. This is the, the biggest falsehood, the biggest lie in this whole board. Millennials aren't eating cereal because it's too much work. That is a lie. What does that mean? Because I feel like all millennials eat is ramen and cereal. Yeah. They're not eating marmalade. Yeah. Cereal is too much work, but we're killing marmalade. This doesn't make any sense. This is a a logical fallacy in this argument here when you put them all together. But millennials did apparently kill the Hangout sitcom. (laughs) It needed to die. That's fine. (sighs) These are some dumb claims. (laughs) Yeah. Are we we millennials? Yeah, we're totally millennials. Oh. See, I don't, I don't see myself as one. What, what do you think you are? I thought I was like a, a generation. What is it like Z or something? Generation Z is after millennials. Oh wait, what? The six living generations in America. All right, let's look. GI generation, not us. Mature silence. <laughs> that's that's a weird name. Baby boomers. That's that's uh my parents. Mm-hmm. Generation X. Generation X is uh, 1960s to early 1980s. So then Generation Y, millennial, Mm -hmm. I guess that, yeah, then that's us. That's a big gap, though. Like, I feel like my oldest brother Uh is in a generation, and then me and my second brother are in a generation. When was your oldest brother born? Mid-80s, right? So he is, he's Generation X. Okay, okay. And then we're millennials, and then everyone born from, like, 1995 on is Generation Z. That's uh, that's Jaden Smith. Ah. He's the he's the icon for the next one, for, in my opinion, in my book. Millennials, they're ruining it. Millennials are ruining generations. Uh, Want to give me another link? Yeah. Okay, so at the office the other day, we were talking about how to properly say the word euro? Euro? I don't know. We were trying to find out how to properly say it because we were getting lunch and we were debating. And then I found this video. And I don't think it's a correct video. I don't think it's, like, truthful because some of these pronunciations sound, like, extra jokey. Okay. So, I don't know. I want you to watch. Wow. Dacos. Dacos. Taramos salata. Taramos salata. Scordalaya. Scordalaya. These sound like magic spells. <laughs> right? They don't sound like they're pronouncing it right. Kolokithaka. Kolokithaka. Like, okay, he gets to Pita. Paita. 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 Is that the proper way to say Pita? He sounds kind of like Jabba the Hutt. Absolutely like Jabba the Hutt. Spanako Paita. 
Spanakopaita. There's a comment that says, this is all wrong. <laughs> Tyropaita. Tyropaita. The way that he's saying some of these, like Kokoratai. 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 Sounds like a, a fighting video game move. <laughs> Kokoratai. <laughs> or a Pokemon. Kondo Suvli. Kondo Suvli. He's getting out of breath. Yeah. Jadaikai. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. He said... Jadaikai. Taziki? Yeah, that's how I... Exactly. Taziki, right? I feel like and I know a Greek person that says it that way. What's he freaking say? I need to hear this over again. I'm going back. Jadaikai. Yeah, so needless to say, we didn't figure out how to properly say Euro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stopping here. How to... <laughs> Pronounce Taziki. <laughs> Satsiki. Or Greek pronunciation, Chachiki. Satsiki? <laughs> That's how you say it? No. Not Tadai Tai. Uh, okay, here's a good one. This is, I found this not too long ago, and I've been very excited to share this with you. Um, probably one of my favorite links I've come across in a long, long while. Oh, wow. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Wait. It's the Wicker Encyclopedia. It's Wikipedia, but just just Wicker. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wikipedia, the hardwoven plant fiber encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. Today's featured article. It's Wicker. <laughs> <laughs> Recently featured article: Why Wicker is the best building material ever. Wicker and you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's anniversaries. Oh my gosh. In the news. Cosmos 1, a solar sail, failed to enter its orbit after being launched on a wicker rocket from a Russian Delta III submarine. What? Edgar Ray Killen was found guilty of murder in the gruesome 1964 Wicker Bay Massacre of five U.S. civil rights workers. Did you know that American statesman John Millage named Athens, Georgia, the city surrounding the University of Georgia, after Athens, Greece, the city where wicker was first used to make tables? <laughs> These are all great wicker facts. Oh, man. A proposal by Japan to reinstitute commercial wicker production was defeated at an international wicker commission meeting in Osan, South Korea. Oh, yeah. The anti-wicker bloc of Said Harari captured control of the National Assembly of Wicker in the general election. Dude, these people are serious about wicker. Yeah, just a wicker. Wikipedia. I think this is a joke because none of these links actually work. And I just appreciate the dedication to this joke, don't you? Dude, I thought it was real. And, and you know what's crazy? I, like, didn't even question the validity of this page. Yeah, you're like, that's fine. <laughs> but just because there's everything ever on the internet. Okay, can I give you another one? Yeah, go for it. Okay, I don't know if you've seen this or not. You might have. But, bro, did you see this? The account of uh, people being selected for the jury. Ooh, I did not see this. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> this is a selection of real transcripts from the selection of the jury for the trial of <gasps> uh, Martin Shkreli. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, oh man, pharma bro. My friend, you have not lived until you have read through some of these transcripts. It is incredible. You know how you have to be unbiased as a juror on a court case? Yes. And so they'll literally ask you, Hey, do you have any bias to this court case before you get on the jury? <laughs> Is everyone just saying 
Yeah, I know this chump. Oh yes, they are. Okay, let me let's read it. Let's read it. <laughs> <laughs> the purpose of jury selection is to ensure fairness and impartiality in this case. Uh-huh. If you think that you could not be fair and impartial, it is your duty to tell me, alright? Sure number one. I'm aware of the defendant and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Martin Shkreli's uh, lawyer says, I'm, I'm sorry. I think he's a greedy little man. Mm-hmm. Jurors are obligated to decide the case based on only the evidence. Do you agree? I don't know if I could. I wouldn't want me on this jury. Uh, juror number one is excused. Juror number 18. So they excuse him, call up the next person. Mm-hmm. Next person says. Both of my parents are on prescriptions that have gone up over the past few months so much that they can't afford their drugs. I have several friends who have HIV or AIDS who, again, can't afford the prescription drugs that they were able to afford. Court says, these charges don't concern drug pricing. Could you decide this case based only on the evidence? And juror number 18 cuts him off and says, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) The court keeps trying to talk and the juror again says, no, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, now, Jared, 25. This is the price gouging, right, of drugs? (laughs) This case has nothing to do with drugs, sir. 25. My kids are used those drugs. The court. As I said, the case does not concern anything that you might have read or heard about the pricing of certain pharmaceuticals. Number 25. It affects my opinion of him. (laughs) The court. I am going to excuse you. Oh, my gosh. So there's a bunch of these, but... They're all so good. I love them so much. I like I like just some of them that are really simple. Like the court says, the case is going to come before you on evidence that you must consider fairly with an open mind. And juror number 47 said, I would find that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good, man. There's a person on here that brings up... Um, the Wu-Tang album? Error number 144, can you come up? I heard the news of how the defendant changed the price of a pill by upselling it. I heard he bought an album from the Wu-Tang Clan for a million dollars. The question is, have you heard anything that would affect your ability to decide this case with an open mind? Can you do that? And then 144 goes, I don't think I can because he kind of looks like a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Juror number 144 gets excused. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, man, dude. It's amazing. They call up juror number 59. Yep. Your honor, totally. He is guilty, and there's no way I can let him slide out of anything because... Court interrupts and says, okay, is that your attitude towards anyone charged with a crime who has not been proven guilty? And juror number 59 says... It's my attitude toward his entire demeanor, what he has done to people. The court says, all right, we're going to excuse you, and he says... And he disrespected the Wu-Tang Clan. (laughs) Case closed. Case closed. Send him to jail. Send them to jail. Disrespected the Wu-Tang Clan. You can't mess the Wu-Tang Clan. They literally say it in their song. Yeah. Gosh. And he did it. He did. Like, that's the one explicit, out of all the many lyrics and rules, you don't mess with the Wu-Tang Clan. (laughs) What an idiot. What an idiot. Pharma bro. Yeah. Also, the more offensive, I mean, you know, respect the Wu-Tang Clan. The RZA, the Jizza, the old dirty bastard, Inspector Deck, Raekwon, the chef, you got Ghostface Killer, and M-E-T-H-O-D, man. But more importantly, he disrespected Lil Wayne because he's been leaking Carter Five stuff. Wait, really? <laughs> actually, wait, you didn't you didn't hear about this? No. Okay. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny and stupid on Lil Wayne's part. So Lil Wayne, okay. he's a rapper. We all uh, know this. He likes expensive cars. Again, a fact that we all know. 
and he bought a Bugatti. A Bugatti is a very expensive sports car. Yes. Um, he bought one, and then for whatever reason, he sold it, and he left inside the CD drive Carter Five in its entirety. No way. <laughs> and so I don't think the second owner knew that. But he sold that car to Martin Shkreli, Pharma Bro, and that's how Martin Shkreli has the Carter Five off of a a blank CD. That's amazing. So not even like a cool way, not even like he hacked the system. He's a mega genius. Nah, he just bought a car. He just got it. Someone left belongings and Wow. Did you hear that he was getting into Magic the Gathering? <sighs> no, I want to hear it though. Go ahead, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not content on just gouging prices in pharmaceuticals and valuable Wu-Tang. He was thinking about getting into Magic the Gathering cards and buying all of the most expensive cards so that he could own them all and charge as much as he wanted to. If he wasn't going to get shot by like some entourage from the Wu-Tang, yeah. I feel like he definitely could get killed by messing with Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering and I say, fans, this, I, I say this from experience because one of my old roommates... He was mad into Magic the Gathering, uh, and he was very serious about it. And anytime you know, I'm that guy that like oh, I'm gonna rip this up, I joke like that, uh-huh. and I would joke like I'm gonna. What if I just ripped up? What would you do if I just ripped up your most expensive card, like a chotch? And he was like, "Oh, and you." So yeah, dude, <laughs> he's picking on like the worst groups of people to mess with. Yeah, I know people that have nothing to lose because they're gonna die without their medication. The Wu Tang Clan. And Magic the Gathering nerds, dude. This is good. I in this article, I grew up really poor, said Shkreli, and I actually really wanted to play Magic, and I couldn't because I knew I just knew my dad wouldn't buy me cards. Probably not true. So now that I have kind of nothing to do, Magic is sort of fun thing. Oh my gosh, this guy! I dislike him. All right, give me another link. Okay. What would you do if you had a wearable chair? Oh, this is kind of sweet. Okay, so not gonna lie doesn't look like the coolest thing in the world. No, but it seems incredibly functional. It looks kind of like a bionic suit. Yeah, it's like an exosuit. Yeah, exosuit. You got this weird robotic leg. Think of Elysium with Matt Damon. Yeah, you got these weird robotic legs behind you. And then this stuff that uh, goes all the way up like uh, like overalls. But I'm assuming that it could be hidden underneath a shirt. Yeah. And at any point, you can just sit on down. And the legs will fold perfectly to like support your weight, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, while I don't, I don't think like the mass public is going to buy this, but I they're talking about how this is great for like factory workers who are having to kneel and bend and you know hurt their backs. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty neat. We can talk about technology for a minute and not make jokes about it because this is really sweet, bro. Did you see this? A Volkswagen bus now updated for the electric car era. Oh. Check it out, dude. It looks so rad. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? Dude, I'm really into it. Oh, man. This is so, like, retro but futuristic. See? Is this... Now, it, Now is this a concept car or is this, like, coming to a town near you? It is a concept car, but they said that they want to have it being manufactured by 2022. Ah, that's far away. That's not far away. That's far away. Dude, I love the inside. How, like, modular it feels. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's like a little house i really dig this gosh i would i would love to have this yeah so that idea of autonomous mode where you can like turn everything around and make a little living room while the car drives you around is the future that i desperately want today 
I don't know about you, but that is such a cool idea to me that I always think like how great it would be on long road trips. That's always something that I've I've wondered like why do they make cars the way they do and not more like ergonomic and when you're a kid and you draw what you think is a car, like yeah, that's a car. It's like never going to change. They're going to keep making that same shape. Right. It doesn't really get to change, does it? No. And even like year to year, like the models are like, yeah, we kind of smoothed out this little bump in the tail fin. Right. Oh, yeah, we kind of changed the tire. Like it's never drastic changes from the 2017 to the 2018 models. But yeah, this is like concept cars are always, you know, I love looking at them and it makes me just like sad that we're not living in a Blade Runner universe. Totally. And I love the idea of it just being really roomy like that. Did you see a while ago that I was posting the weird Amazon Q&A stuff for that car desk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I found this, like, desk that you put on your steering wheel on Amazon. Which only you would have a need for that kind of product. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Ooh, my God. There are so many that I hadn't seen before. (laughs) Grip Masker car desk. I don't even have that one. But it's because I bought the bare bones car laptop desk, multi work table mount on steering wheel eating desk, eating desk. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see that part. I don't know how I feel about that. See, that makes more sense. Does it allow you to, to turn your steering wheel or no? No, it, of course it doesn't, because <laughs> it's freaking attached to your steering wheel like a crazy rubber grip. Because I wonder if it would be good like while you're driving like on the highway if you want to eat. To eat? No, don't do that. <laughs> don't attach something. You're, you're as bad as these Q&A people. Look, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't own it. I'm just asking. I'm thinking out loud, Drew. Gosh. <laughs> Drew is really, you're really scared for my safety on the highway. Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be careful, bro. Um, okay, here, I, I found it. The cute queen, wow, black car, laptop slash eating wheel desk, pack of one. I love that they had to distinguish that. No, no, no. This doesn't come with multiple. Wait, the br- brand that you bought was Cute Queen? Yeah, it was the one that it was the one that Amazon recommended, okay? Don't don't worry <laughs> about it. Just chill out. So, Amazon has this question and answer thing where you, potential buyer, can ask questions and potential owners can answer. And they're always real weird. But some of them on this one in particular were very strange. Will a Bud Light can fit in the beverage holder? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This person is drinking and driving. So I love that, right? For two reasons. One, somebody had the audacity to ask the question, will my open container Bud Light fit on my steering wheel covered (laughs) desk? But then two, that somebody said yes. Like, I can affirm that that will be... A-okay, as someone who owns this thing. I like to imagine that the guy who asked the question is the troll, but the person who answered is this innocent, unassuming person. Yeah, that was like, oh, I wonder. This per- Let me help this person out. Grabs a can. Actually, <laughs> they probably don't have Bud Light at their house. They have like Coke or Sprite or something like that. And they're like, uh, it's about the same. Let me go check. Goes, puts it in their car, and it's like, oh yeah, it does fit. Cool. <laughs> That's great. So most of these Q&As, they make sense. It's Will this fit on my 2009 Honda Civic? Will this fit on my 2017 GMC Sierra? Will this fit on my 2007 Honda Civic? Because Honda Civic people really need steering wheels, I guess. They really do. But then there's a bunch of stuff like this. I just sent you one. Can you drive with the tray on? 
And the answer is... Yes, as long as you go straight. I guess he's correct. See, that's what I was thinking, and then you bit my head off for using this on the highway. No, because you can't freaking turn. Someone else asked, can I steer the vehicle while using this product, or will I be forced to drive straight? And then the answer, this is not designed to be used while driving. It is designed to give you a place to sit down your food and beverage while pulled over. Yes, the one voice of reason. Keith Perkins, September 30th, 2015. Thank you, Keith. (laughs) Uh, so I did buy this because <laughs> I do sit in the car a lot. Yeah, you do. And I want to do things like edit BDYST. So I bought that. It's fine. But not the greatest sitch, right? Not the greatest sitch to be in a car, in your car seat, with the steering wheel kind of unoptimally placed right in front of you. And that's why I love stuff like this ID Buzz concept. Because the steering wheel literally retracts and your seat literally swivels. So that you can hang out in like a living room, comfy chair environment. And that's rad, man. I want that in my life. Yeah, I like that a lot too. It's that creating that other, you know, location. Yeah, and it seems like the chairs, they're kind of on a track, right? Yeah. So you can like bring them as far back or as far forward as you want. So you can be closer to the people. You can be far away from the people. You can have a big space in the middle. You can have a big space in the back. Yeah, it looked like there was a, uh, like the middle table thing was on a track. Yeah. It almost looks to me like you can make a little, almost like a coffee table environment. Yeah, yeah. You could put a little rug in the middle back there and you could just chill out. It would also be super good for camping, right? <gasps> oh, yeah. And it has a huge, like, glass sunroof. So, yeah, dude, you would just camp under the stars. It'd be sick. And I really like it's, – it's probably, like, lame, but I really like the the touch of the pillows and the cushions. Right. Like, a person like my mom who had raised three boys would be like, ugh, gross. Those things are getting thrown away day one. Right. I don't want to have to wash extra stuff. But as a millennial. <laughs> as a millennial. I, I, like, uh, I like the extra comfort. Yeah. Because people are always trying to take naps in cars. Anyways, okay. Let's move on from from electric cars. Okay. Bro, did you see this? The Jetsons live action series? For real? They're making a Jetsons TV show? I guess so. I'm kind of into this. The series will be a multicam sitcom. That is the bummer. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man. Set 100 years in the future that follows the exploits of the Jetson family. Okay. Robert Zemeckis is executive producing, but that means nothing in the, you know... Grand scheme of things, because yeah. he's not going to be like on set every day, right? And uh, people behind Family Guy and Will and Grace will write and executive produce. Okay, cool. You know, if you put a gun to my head and made me try to tell you a single plot of a single episode in the Jetsons, I totally couldn't do it. I don't remember anything about the show. I just remember the characters. Honestly, I didn't watch it. I watched more of the Flintstones, but again, they're both were like beyond my time. Like I didn't. Whoa! There's only. Whoa. The original Jetsons animated series aired for only 24 episodes. Weird. That's it. That's so short. Was the Jetsons like the Cleveland show of the Flintstones? <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I guess so. Because it was a spinoff from the Flintstones, right? So they made a show called the Flintstones, and it was really popular. And they thought, how can we make more money with this exact same formula? So they decided to set it in the future. And that's the Jetsons? Basically. Weird. I never knew that. I kind of just assumed that they were similar concepts that were both similarly successful, but I guess not. Dude, 24 episodes, that's nothing. That's nothing at all. Only one year. I mean, hey, that actually kind of speaks to the iconic nature of those characters, because I always think of Rosie the Robot, but I guess she didn't have a whole lot of screen time, huh? I always think of George and uh, and what's the boy's name? Elroy. Elroy. I always liked his uh, character design. He had a good hat, right? Doesn't he have a hat? 
Yeah, I wanted a hat like that. Very futuristic. I mean, not really, but it's a cool hat. Weird, man. The last uh, project that was produced with the Jetsons characters was <laughs> direct-to-DVD release. Wait for it. The Jetsons and WWE Robo-Wrestlemania. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, WWE has been like doing so many movies and things with other licenses and franchises. It's weird. That's quite odd. I don't know how I feel about that. Did you ever see that movie Surf's Up? No. It's about a penguin. What? Who wants to become, he lives in Antarctica and he wants to become a surfer. Right. It's actually a pretty good movie. No. And no, 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 it is. It's an animated movie. Okay. Um, and Shia LaBeouf is the voice of the main character. Okay. Uh, Zoe Deschanel is his love interest. Okay. And I believe Jeff Bridges is the voice of his like mentor. All right. This is sounding good. Yeah, and then Diedrich Bader is the the guy from the Drew Carey show. You know who he is? No. Do you remember uh, Napoleon Dynamite? No. You know this guy if you look him up, Diedrich Bader. Anyway, he's the voice of the villain. It's a great movie. All that to say, all right. They made a, a sequel strictly a cash grab. No one from the original cast like returned, I believe. And it's like like WrestleMania meets the Penguins. Why? Triple H is a penguin. John Cena is a penguin. The Undertaker is a penguin. It's weird. It's like they took a like interesting concept. You know, this penguin who lives in Antarctica but has dreams of it's it's along the lines of like Happy Feet. You know, where it's like you're doing something that we've never done before. You know, yeah, that kind of story. And it, the animation is beautiful because like the the water looks great. The sand. It's really you know a good movie. For like being an independent kind of thing. And then the sequel, WWE, just, it made no sense. That's so strange. Yeah. <laughs> what is a, what is a old property though you would want to see like revived like this? Well, it would definitely be these guys. Come along with the snorts. Swim along with the snorts. So much to see. Snorks? I don't know what this is. <laughs> you don't remember this, the classic Snorks? Oh, don't worry. No one remembers the Snorks. Wait, did you actually watch this? Yeah, of course I watched the Snorks. That doesn't mean it's good. Do they just have straws coming out of their heads? Basically. Which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, right? Because they're underwater. I would love to be in the <laughs> fly on the wall in this pitch meeting uh, when they're like, come on, we need a cartoon. Uh, uh. Yeah, I think here's the thing. Is Hanna-Barbera, there were no pitch meetings. People just, okay, hey, Joe, make a new cartoon, and then on it, and then the Snorks existed. There was no approval process, I don't think. The Snorks are to the Smurfs, as the Jetsons are to the Flintstones. That is a good comparison. I like that. Inaccurate. Cartoons are bad. Napai da 